Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, Barry Allen. How do you know your name? I know a lot of things. And I can do a lot of things, too. Whoa! What do you want with Supergirl? Same thing that I want with both of you. To teach you all a lesson. What the hell? The show must go on. Oh, Think okay. of your fellow man. Stop that. It's not happening. Lend him a helping hand. It's not gonna work. We're not singing. Put a little love in your heart. Put a little love in your heart. Put a little love in your heart. You'll never understand what it means to be a father. Millie, my darling, we've always taken care of you. We just want you to be happy. Velvet, I can wish you for the color of your coat. And wisdom when your hair has turned to gray. YouTube ready. Ready for... We have to finish the musical. Yeah. Uh, do you... Do you happen to know anything original? At times like these, when life is getting me down, and the world seems like it's gonna end, ship, there's at least one power that we both still have, and that's the power of... Friendship. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, it's an easy rhyme. When it comes to buddies, pal, you're the best. I love you more than the lightning ball I wear on my chest. If you're ever broke, I've got the cash. On my couch, you're welcome to crash. And if you ever need a hand, I'll be there in a flash. Barry. That was funny. I'm your super that has a double meaning. to see while it's 
TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how you doing tonight? I'm doing okay. I just got back from a casino trip where I uh, was very unlucky, and then I managed to rally the biggest rally I've ever had in my entire life, but still managed to be down. However, it was a lot of fun, and I enjoyed it. Well, man, I know in that kind of situation, all you probably want to do is run back home to me. Absolutely. And that's why I'm here right now. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. I, uh, I gotta tell you, man, I, uh, I had a, such a great time, uh, being home with you and, uh, in, in Austin, <laughs> I, uh, although I am now back home here, we, we both have found ourselves running back home. Yes, it is a double meaning. Uh, and, uh, we are enjoying, <laughs> uh, being here with you on flash TV talk, getting ready to talk about this amazing episode. Uh, one that has been much looked forward to. I know that we have been looking forward to this one for quite some time. Did it live up to the hype? Uh, we'll talk about it in just a second. You'll find out. <laughs> right. Uh, but first, we've got a couple of housekeeping items, uh, a pretty big, major, awesome thing to share, which is a big, huge thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to those of you who are helping make this show happen. Big shout outs to new Brain Trust members. We got Martin joining up on the Brain Trust as well as James. You guys are awesome. Thank y'all so much for helping make this show happen. And hey, if you want to also help make this show happen, head over to patreon.com. You can be a Brain Trust member for $5 an episode, superhero for three, hero for one. Any of those go a long way to helping this show happen. Plus, you get some additional content. And speaking of additional content, uh, yeah, we actually we hit a goal with uh with the patrons so that means man uh you and i next time we have a week where we don't have an episode of the flash we will be putting out an episode of arrow tv talk doing a retrospective in all of season two uh that should be a lot of fun that'll be a patreon exclusive so thank y'all so much for helping make that happen and uh yeah look for that headed your way uh relatively soon i think we were talking about it beforehand we're not sure if we have a hiatus uh, at least a one week hiatus before the finales. That one might be coming after uh, after the series. Not sure yet. Either way, it's going to be a blast. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, also, and and, and <laughs> also considering we've also got some uh, additional content coming your way this week. This week has been odd for us. We've been on the road for the last couple of weeks in, in my case 
Uh, but this week in, in particular was rough. We did things a little bit different. We actually did a crossover episode earlier uh, that was released with our good friends over at Starkville Labs, uh, who cover both the Supergirl and the Flash. So it was apropos that we would get together and talk about a crossover episode, dealing with those heroes with them. Had a lot of fun. If you have not checked that episode out, you can just check out StarkvilleLabs.com, I believe is their website. Uh, and, uh, and you can also uh, check out their amazing podcast. We had a bunch of fun. Uh, however, because we did that earlier in the week, we're doing this one kind of late in the week. But since things have been so off, we're going to give you guys a little something more. Uh, and that is look for it on the podcast feed after this show has aired, shortly after this show has aired, a little mini episode, uh, a little flash movie talk, if you will, to talk about that new Justice League trailer that just uh, hit a couple days ago. That's going to be fun. I, I watched it. I need to watch it again because, uh, you know, I was out of town, so it's kind of hard to watch. And uh, the internet at the hotel I was at was atrocious. And so I didn't get to see the crystal HD quality. But, <laughs> you got to get, uh, get it all that grim dark. Got to get it in all its grim dark. <laughs> yeah, I got to get all, the, all those dark pixels, all those black pixels. I, I, I can't see them smudged. Got to get that grit. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Well, good deal. Well, hey, that's uh, that's the Flash movie Flash. We got a TV Flash and a TV Supergirl to be talking about this week. So, man, let's jump into The Rundown. The Rundown. Episode 17 of Season 3, Duet, directed by Dermot Daniel Downs and story by Greg Berlanti and Andrew Kreisberg. Ah, they did it themselves. Bell, what happened this episode? Well, John Johns and Monel arrive on Earth 1 with a comatose Kara. Music Meister attacks and places Barry in a similar coma. He wakes up in a musical world and finds Kara. Meister tells them that if they follow the script, they will return to the real world. Barry and Kara are forced to work as singers in a nightclub run by Malcolm, with Wynn working as a piano player, Cisco as a waiter, and Stein and Joe as two opposing gangsters fighting Malcolm. Barry and Kara find Malcolm's son, Monel, and Stein and Joe's daughter, Iris, in a forbidden relationship. Kara and Barry convince the pair to reveal their love, also helping Barry and Kara to realize their own mistakes. Malcolm, Stein, and Joe subsequently decide to go to war. Barry and Kara are shot in the crossfire, but the real Cisco, Monel, and Iris vibe into their world to save them, allowing Barry and Kara to admit their loves for Iris and Monel. They wake up in Star Labs, and Meister reveals that he just wanted them to realize their love. Kara's team returns to Earth-38, Barry and Iris move in back together, and he reproposes to Iris, who accepts. Dun, dun, dun. Wait, no, hold on. That doesn't work there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's not a, <laughs> it's not, it's not so much a treacherous ending as, as, a, as a happy ending, a really, really yeah. awesome ending. Uh, in fact, you know. It's like, a, everything is awesome. That's what I should have that, done. That would have been, that would have been more appropriate. Um, okay, no, it, it ends on a happy note, just like a, um, you know. Uh, one of those things where everything's happy at the end. Uh, you know, it's like songs and dances. Songicles. Songicles. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Or danceicles. <laughs> Everything is way, way convenient in a, mu- in a musical, isn't it? <laughs> Very much so. I, I, you know, that loved that joke there, that in joke into this episode, especially kind of the uh, the convenience factor playing over, not just in the, the musical fantasy, but also in the real world. We've got some stuff to talk about here tonight, and that is the fact that this was an episode that a lot of us have been looking forward to for quite some time. I myself, big fan of musicals. Y'all know this. Uh, you know, I, I, I'd love to uh, occasionally burst out in a song. I have been known to do that on this podcast and others. And yes. it is one of those things where when they announced that a, a uh, musical episode was going to happen, I was stoked. It was going to be a crossover even better. I'm really, really excited about this. Uh, you know, I love when we get 
non-musical settings to become musical settings. I love it when we see characters uh, processing themselves, processing their emotions in song. I was a big fan of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer musical. That one was uh, a kind of a game changer. I remember, I think, I could be wrong well, on this. What? I th- it was Abrams that pioneered the whole, that, that, that particular genre, correct? The whole musical episode thing. Well, which episode are you thinking about specifically? I'm sorry, not Abrams. Uh, Whedon, just Whedon. Whedon. Okay, then yes. Yeah, I, I would I would argue yes. Now, there have been other, you know, episodes throughout uh, television history in which characters have sung, you know, and, and it's been a little bit uh, different from from that standpoint. Uh, but, but I do kind of look at the Buffy musical almost as kind of this standard, if not model, to be followed. And that's not to say that you have to follow the, the Whedon model or the, the Buffy model of processing emotion in song. However, that is what song is to some extent, right? It is quite literally bursting with emotion to the extent that you are uh, putting it forth in song. And so, you know, to have that as an expectation going into this episode, I think is relatively fair. Now, we didn't know a whole lot about Music Meister or really even how all of this would be done. You know, I think we assumed that there could be a meta element here. You know, maybe it was going to be magic. That obviously exists in this universe. Uh, However, they first introduced the character of Music Meister as a not quite explained, but I think that we can probably safely assume uh, he is actually a a person, a, a creature, an alien, if you will, from the uh oh gosh, what's it called? The fifth dimension? Yeah, that that was what I was thinking. That was my thinking exactly, is that he is not a meta or an alien in the literal sense of it, or or a, at least in the in the in the you know realm of this show, but he is more outside of the realm of this show, and the fifth dimension is where he resides, and that's why he knows all these things and why his powers seem to be very powerful. It, well, yeah, exactly. So, so fifth dimension. By the way, you got Mister Mix 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 Sir Mix a lot over there at Superman, who uh, <laughs> was fifth dimension character, the guy with the little. Uh, you got a purple bowler cap and a big head, and he kind of comes in and does a lot of uh, you know uh, mischievous things. And then also Batman, his counterpart from the fifth dimension, is Batmite. And so I think you know they've kind of taken a creative license here, as they've been known to do on this show. And making uh, uh, Music Meister from the Fifth Dimension, even though, like I said, they did not specify it completely. Uh, that is my theory, and I am sticking to it. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that because I, you know, I, I wasn't sure how they were going to do this episode. I didn't know if it was going to be a thing where there was a meta and like uh, they tried to stop the meta, and every time they come across him, they all break out in song and stuff like that. And, and the way they did it, like that, that's how I was reasoning how you could do it with a meta. But in this particular instance, it, yeah, there's there's no way that was going to work with the dimension crossing and all these different things. And so he has to be some kind of entity from the fifth dimension for this to make any sort of sense to me, at least. Yeah. And there's also kind of an omnipotent nature to this character as well. I mean, it's almost like he is a fan as of both shows. Like he's been sitting back. He's been watching. He's been shipping these shows pretty hard, clearly. Uh, <laughs> and so he's, he's taken the initiative to jump out of his dimension. Uh, go to Earth, I guess, uh, well, I guess starting out with Kara's Earth and pulling her from uh, from her planet or, or setting her into her dream sequence, her musical dream sequence, and then doing the same to Barry and kind of putting these machinations together for the sole purpose of uh, of love, Bell. That's that. That is what we are championing. Championing this episode is uh, marriage, true love. You know, that's that's what we're going for here. <laughs> Uh, which is fine. I have no problem with that in terms of a motivation for uh, for Music Meister, or you know, I, I even kind of dig this idea of him as a fifth dimension character. Yeah, it's uh, we don't, you know, we, ha- we they they introduced that with Supergirl. We don't really have one on Flash, where you would figure that Flash would kind of, you know, if if we have a 
Mr. Mix-A-Lot for Superman and we have a bat mic for <laughs> Batman, uh, it would make sense that we're going to have uh, Sir Mix-A-Lot for Supergirl and we're going to have Music Meister be the bat mic for The Flash. I, I, maybe. I, I mean, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't kind say... Kind of, kind of. I mean, I think maybe it would make more sense with Ollie, but I mean, I don't know. No. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine a fifth dimension character for Oliver Queen? Like this, that arrow. would be amazing. Oh, actually, I want to see. Like, why not make it be uh, Music Meister? Like, that would actually make a lot of sense, right? Because he now exists in this universe in this capacity, and uh, that's how you get your Green Arrow uh, musical. If they decide to go that route, <laughs> I, I don't know that they would. I, I don't know that they would. But I think that is. Uh, I think that is. I don't know. Well, it, the door is of open. Arrow and musicals yeah. and the Flash and Hamilton. Uh, which we hadn't spoken about Hamilton yet. But uh, did you see that Stephen Amell sung uh, Dear Theodosia to his daughter? Oh, that's pretty. I, I know that the Arrow cast has been recorded uh, singing Hamilton songs at uh, ah. at panels and such. So, I mean, like, they got, they got a musical bent there. I think it, yeah. they can make it up if they wanted to. Here's yeah. my thing. Here's my thing. So we, we get a really cool moment out of all of this, uh, which is John Jones, uh, the Martian Manhunter, actually coming over to our Earth, to Earth One, um, which I, I was thrilled about because I really felt like the big major super crossover was lacking with the fact that all that we got from Supergirl's Earth was Supergirl. Um, you know, the, the Martian Manhunter was severely missing from that alien apocalypse that we got. And he'd have been really useful himself being an alien. Big time. Big time. So I was I was a little disappointed that we didn't get him before and even more so retroactively now because of the probably the most amazing a team up of all of this in this episode was the Kid Flash, Martian Manhunter and Vibe. I know, right? <laughs> that was incredible. Like like the three of them, you know, I knew actually seeing, uh, you know, Cisco busting out the full Vibe gear because he doesn't just do that. You know what I mean? Like it seems he like doesn't suit up very often, right? No, it seems like this season, if he's suiting up, it's a special occasion. Um, yeah. And so, you know, to have him like in full gear, to have Martian Manhunter in full on, you know, Martian mode, so to speak. Uh, and then, of course, Kid Flash back in the game. You know, I, I, I dug that, man. I loved the way they did the team up. Uh, I wasn't quite sure why Music Meister was doing whatever it was he was doing because, you know, he he was only here for love. Uh, but I guess he also wanted to see Wally back on his feet. Maybe maybe that was his motivation. Potentially. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, whatever it was. That was the outcome. And so I would think being a fifth dimensional being, he would know what his outcomes would be. And I so, mean, yeah. is he I mean, are we to assume really? I know we've kind of already talked about this, but but are we to assume that perhaps Music Meister is to some extent a not not a disgruntled at all, but like a fan of this show that just wants to move the plot along? He's like, all right, no, come on, Wally, don't don't be sad. Let's 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 go in here and fix this or oh, Barry and Iris broken up again. No, sir. I'm going to go in there and fix it myself. Honestly, I think that Barry and Iris being broken up was done intentionally so that they could do a musical episode in which Music Meister brings them back together. Mm. I feel like that was an intentional move. That's not exactly how they wanted the story to go, but they did it as a premise for the musical episode because they wanted this musical crossover. Because I like I, I, the relationship problems between Monel and Kara uh, kind of, I, I guess, made more sense, you could say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like in order to do a musical crossover, you're going to need Barry to have emotional issues as well. So they did the whole Iris thing with him and the the engagement breaking off. And then bada bing, bada bang, we have Music Meister and we have a crossover love episode. Yeah, I mean, can we just can we address the the Papa Joe in the room? Yeah, yes, let's do that. Okay, 
So remember what the big criticism was the first time Barry proposed, and what, you remember what he forgot to do? Uh, he forgot to ask Papa Joe. Yeah. So 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 when did he do that this time? Did did? Uh, he did it prior to him coming home to sing to her. No, come on. See now how how were we not to assume that that didn't happen off screen the first time, and now we didn't see it the second time after they made such a big deal about it the first time. I hope they remember that, and I hope they address that. No, they're gonna have to, right? And I, yeah, because I mean that's the thing, right? It's it's you know they they go through all this trouble explaining how mad Joe is about that, and then he does it again and doesn't even ask him again. He doesn't even do it. Oh man, that that really was kind of like a seriously. (laughs) And uh, like, so is this what's gonna happen? Is it's gonna be like Bear? What's up, dude? (laughs) Twice. This is twice. He's like, what are you talking about? When when you got mad at me earlier for not asking you, I thought that was kind of you know basically me asking you for at some point in the future. Yeah, right. I wonder if that <laughs> that in- counts, right? That counts. You getting mad at me? Right, right. Barry's mind's like, well, well, I did it, and then you were cool with it. So like, do I need to ask you for the blessing when you already were cool with it? I don't know. I just yeah. Hopefully that happened off screen, and hopefully they they address the fact that it happened off screen. Uh, but one way or the other, it definitely didn't happen on screen. All right, so that <laughs> that happened. Um, yeah. Here's the thing about this episode, man. Like, most of everything that happened doesn't matter. This was the v- very definition, and this is what kind of uh, frustrates me a little bit. You know, I love this show, and and I don't like, you know, jumping on a mic and being me- negative about anything. But the reality is about, about this particular episode is nothing really happened. This was almost the very definition of filler, except for like the last you know, five, 10 minutes of the show. You know, of course, what happened with, yeah. you know, Cisco, Marsha Manhunter and, uh, and, and Wally, th- that was kind of a big fight sequence and that was beautiful. And, you know, it's good to see Wally getting back in the game. My guess is though, by next episode, he'll still be a little bit out of the game. It almost seemed like this was just a, you know, what would be really cool right now. An awesome team up. Well, Wally's not quite there yet. Well, let's kind of give him a pep talk and, you know, and maybe he'll make in this episode and he'll, he'll be benched again next week. I have no earthly idea. But that one fight sequence notwithstanding, a lot of what happened up until the end did not matter. Like this whole crime drama, like of the story, did not matter. These were not even the actual characters. It's not even like Joe was Joe. He was just a image of Joe in Barry's head. So like like even the songs. All right, so this all right. This is this is kind of getting into my my ultimate criticism with what this crossover was. Most of the songs with like last two notwithstanding are there they weren't were not original. There weren't original music. They were being sung by characters that didn't actually exist in the reality of the series and they impacted a story that did not matter to the reality of the series. Now, arguably the story did matter because of course it it drove Barry and Kara to the realizations that they need to kind of get over the, you know, the emotional holdups they were having with their significant other. However, I didn't care at all about the characters that were singing the songs or the characters they were singing it to. And that's a fundamental flaw in any kind of storytelling, but, but, you know, especially musicals, but any kind of storytelling is if I don't care about the characters, then I don't care about anything. So I have to care well, about there, the there characters. No consequences either. I mean, it, it, it's all a fa- I, except for the fact that if they die in the dream, they die in real life sort of thing. Right. But- I mean, like there's the quote unquote consequences of, Oh, they don't have powers. If they die here, they die in real life. Yeah, but they were never really, there was never that much fear of that much danger, um, you know, obvi- <laughs> other than obviously what happens at the end. But this wasn't like a when big- they stand, <laughs> that was, <laughs> it was ridiculous because there's a gunfight going on and Barry's like out in the street going, wait, and then, you know, or whatever, and just gets shot. And I'm like, why are you, why are you in a gunfight? 
without your powers. Yeah, no, the stakes. So from that standpoint, the stakes were high there. I guess what I'm not necessarily talking about the action. I'm talking about the music because that's really what this episode was about was giving us a Flash Supergirl musical. Flash and Supergirl, like, you know, they kind of saved it, almost kind of teasing it out to the very end uh, of them singing. But this was more of like showcasing these actors' amazing talent because the music was, like, gorgeous. Like, all of the music, all of the talent was fantastic. So I'm not criticizing that in the slightest. But I am Except critic- that it was ADR. That bothered me. What I am criticizing is the fact that, like I said, they weren't singing as themselves. They weren't even singing of themselves under some sort of mystical control they were fictional characters living out a fictional story in a thing that didn't matter. Like, like that story only mattered in the minds of Barry and Kara. And, and I know some of you are going to listen and you're going to think, okay, yeah, but none of this is real. It's all fiction. I hear you, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, well, and, and let, let me interject and just say that this does not mean that the episode wasn't fun because it was a lot of oh, fun. Oh no, Yeah. It was but fun. All the criticism that you're levying. Yeah. 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 It, you know, it was a fun episode. It was, you know, all that was great. But all the criticism you're levying, you know, don't deride from the fact that it was still a fun episode. Yeah. No, no, no. But I, the, the good, good call, Bell. Yes. No, I'm not saying it wasn't fun. Uh, I, but but like it was I, bad or whatever. It just didn't make sense. I, I had high hopes. I'm not going to lie, man. I had high hopes going into this. We had, in fact, Bell and I, we had a whole musical bit that we were going to do. And then like after seeing it, I was like, you know, I'm going to save kind of the musical bits and everything else because we put so much time and effort into like getting it exactly right. Uh, and I'm going to save that for like the season finale because it's 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 almost like it's too special for what this episode was. This episode didn't feel special in the way that I wanted it to. It felt special in kind of a, you know, this is different. But like we didn't get those, you know, with the exception of Barry, the proposal, because that was amazing. That was flawless. Like, don't get me wrong. That yeah. was incredible. And And, you know, that's the kind of thing that I wanted throughout, though. I wanted you know, deep pouring of emotion and working through whatever it is, is kind of laying beneath the surface. That's what music as a vehicle can be. The same thing, actually, you know, that doesn't always have to be like that. The Barry Cara song, you know, You're My Super Friend, that was so much fun. In fact, when they were singing to each other, I'm like, finally, real characters really singing to each other. And yes, they're having fun, but this is actually, quote unquote, real. Like everything else before this has been not real. Uh, other than Kara, you know, singing her opening number, which was beautiful, but not impactful to the story. And so anyway, I, again, I know I'm being critical and I know, you know, part of the reason you tune into this podcast is not because you want a lot of criticism. You, you just want to have fun and, and talk about Flash. And so do I. It's just in this episode, there's not much Flash to talk about other than the, you know, the the final bit at the end. Yeah. And, and that was, was kind of disappointing. We we got a lot. The, the little bit that we got at the end was a great deal of, 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 you know, progression on those characters and things like that. But everything up until that, I didn't like the whole fantasy world kind of thing. I was hoping they were going to go for a more, you know, meta human vibe and no pun intended there, but, uh, you know, like like a a more meta human kind of thing where music should show up and then they try to defeat him and then they all break out in song and they have to come up with a clever way to mitigate his, his powers. I I don't know how they would have gotten Kara over there, but maybe, I don't know, maybe he was a, an alien from Fort Roz and jumps over dimensions or something. And then, yeah. So, so it just seemed like since it was all in this imaginary world that none of the stuff that happened in there really had anything to do with it, but it was super fun. And there's a lot of like, you know, fun, neat moments. I I loved having, uh, (laughs) Stein and Papa Joe as, uh, uh, you know, as, as Iris's two dads, like I thought that was, hilarious. you got a that problem was, with that. that? 
Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> two gangster, two gangster dads staring you down, saying, "You got a problem with that?" Like, no, sir. Yeah, no, sir. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, it, it, like there, there were things like that about the episode that I found humorous and cool, uh, and and just hearing Wynn sing was amazing. Like that, that was what blew me out of the water. I had no idea he could sing at all, and his voice was one of the best on the show. Yeah. And so, yeah, there are things about it that I really enjoyed that were really fun, that were great. But the fantasy setting of it just kind of – and the fact that it felt kind of forced because the whole Barry Iris breakup thing felt sort of weird. And I, I kind of see now that it's, it's because they want to do this musical crossover. They had to have both of those characters in the same emotional state uh, and relationship state so that they could bring them together for this. Yeah, so – it, it, it wasn't how I would have done it, but then again, I don't make TV, and so uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's that. But uh, but yeah, you know, it, I, I kind of agree with you on there uh, on your assessment, though. Yeah, yeah, that is what it is. Um, I do that. That all being said, I do hope that we get a return to this format because this was very much a showcasing of what all of these actors can do. They've got some pipes, man. They've got some beautiful pipes and and they can do some amazing singing. And the two original songs that we got were were great. They were awesome. Like like yeah. th- it's clear that like there's extreme talent here. And and I almost feel like this maybe if nothing else this was a taste. This was, "Hey, we've got Music Meister who has the power to do something like this. We've also seen a situation where he can kind of, you know, pull multiple people, right? Cuz Kara and Flash were both experiencing this together." Uh, what if he came in and did it on an even grander scale and pulled everybody in? That could be a great way to correct course in you know future season. Maybe all of the, you know, all of the 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 characters are being pit against each other, or maybe they're all about to you know disassemble. And then Music Meister pops in, knocks them all into Dreamland, and then they have to all do kind of original numbers together and explore you know what's what's really lying beneath the surface. And I think that those those can be really powerful sequences. So. I'm not, I, I, you know, big thumbs up for the format, big thumbs up for the talent. And, uh, and yes, please, please, please let's, let's do, let's do this again. Uh, but, but let's do, let's do more of the, the good stuff, more of the, the impactful stuff. Uh, can we not do ADR on the voices? I mean, all of them had these great voices. That's part of it though, isn't it? I mean, like that's always going to be the case. I I mean, but they didn't, I, I don't recall them doing ADR when Victor Garber was singing or when Jesse L. Martin was singing. I may be wrong on that or when either. Yeah, actually, the the three of them when they were doing the when they were all singing on top of each other, you could tell that like some recordings were a little bit different than the others. But that's, I mean, that's part, yeah, that's part of the course. That's going to happen. Yeah, and it, I don't know, it it, it felt because I feel like there's their voices were good enough for them to just you know not need ADR after the fact. But I don't know, I don't know how they do the yeah. audio stuff on Flash, and so that was kind of a disappointment. But even still, listening to them sing was wonderful. Yeah, and 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 that still doesn't detract from the fact that. It was this the the songs that we got were great. I don't know. Maybe there's some technical difficulties or something like that. But. All right. Well, get Cara and Barry. I love you know. I continue to love their their sibling relationship. I know that there's a uh, a bunch of fans out there that would love to see those two crazy kids get together. I I vehemently disagree with that. I think they have have a an awesome chemistry as kind of a brother and sister. Even when like there were two like kind of bumming around about their their failed relationships and their love life. I, you know, like I was like, yeah, it's it's like when you see your, you know, your sibling after a while and it's like, ah, life is just the worst. You two, let's just talk about it. Let's just yeah. let's, let's get go <laughs> let's go drunk and talk about how everything's the worst. You know, like I, I loved that. Yeah. They've got a great chemistry together. And I I love the the super friends song they sang and just how how awesomely deliciously cheesy it was. I mean that in oh, yeah. no way is that a criticism. It was 
beautiful. And I loved that they were just kind of throwing the puns back and forth. You know, I'll be there in a flash. <laughs> Barry, come on. You know, like, I loved that. <laughs> that was great. But, you know, uh, like you're mentioning earlier, our whole musical thing, I think we wrote more songs for our <laughs> review of the musical episode than there were original songs in this episode. Accurate. Accurate. That's all right, man. We'll, uh, they'll, they, they will be, uh, uh, shortly tabled. We're getting pretty close to the end of the season. So we'll, we'll have those, uh, we'll, we'll have a fun little something coming down the way there. Um, ultimately, yes, they, uh, they do return from their dream sequences. Kara works out her, her situation with mon Uh, but you know, what we care about the most obviously is that Barry does bust into, uh, his home, he quickly steps past the turtle, which we're assuming is either dead or just, you know. <laughs> or Savitar <laughs> or Savitar. Uh, but one way to the open that, that armor up and there's going to be a turtle with a stab wound. The turtle's going to be like, no, I was thinking like the turtle, like after Barry does that amazing, you know, song and everything, the turtle like knocks on the glass. Doom, doom, doom. Hey guys, I'm trying to sleep. Shut up. Yeah. That was the event. That was the thing. He was, he was like, had a real rough week. You know, his girlfriend broke up with him. Uh, you know, he just right, lost right. his job, just real down to the dumps. And so, you know, all he wanted to do was just get home and just just sleep for a couple hours. And then the second he closes his eyes, Barry busts in there and just starts singing. Yeah. And so that was the moment. Barry was there when Savitar was created or Saviturtle. Turtle. <laughs> uh, <Sav-a-turtle. laughs> yeah, Savitturtle. Uh, <laughs> hashtag Savitturtle. Oh, man. Uh, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Yeah. And nowhere else. Um <laughs> But no, that was a beautiful song. I absolutely loved that. It really was. It, it was great. And it was a great proposal, a great way to have them, you know, uh, I think that it's safe to say when that's the proposal, they ain't breaking up now. You know what I mean? Like, we're not going to get a third one. Yeah. That's that's the one. Yeah. Well, until Iris maybe gets killed. Who knows? She won't. Know. No, she's not going to get killed, man. She's not. I, I'm still concerned it's going to be Joe, but I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. They can't kill... Papa Joe after making him Victor Garber's husband. But in they music didn't. World. No, this is my point. That didn't happen at all. None of that happened. It wasn't real. That wasn't <laughs> Papa Joe. They didn't even call him Papa Joe. They gave him all like fictional names and everything else because now like, they- see, I'm gangster guy. <laughs> <laughs> and this is my gangster guy. Nah, see, man. We're gangster guys. You got a problem with that? <laughs> no. Barry, Barry should have no problem with two dads. He's always had two dads. Yeah, I know. But that's here's the weird thing about this is, is that uh, I was expecting one of, of, you know, the like Jesse L. Martin uh, in the dream sequence to either die or wind up in prison, because it would seem to me that like any father figure that attaches himself to Barry, or that Barry <laughs> attaches to rather, uh, either winds up dead or in prison. And I would think that maybe that would still trickle forward into his into subconscious his in this dream world that they're in. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think actually? Do you think that there was, uh, you know, given given that that factor of kind of the my two dads nature of it? Do you think that there was kind of a version of the script in which it was actually John Wesley Ship who'd be playing the uh, the alternative of what, uh, what was it Martin Stein's character? Or I'm sorry, the actor that uh, plays Victor him. Garber. Yeah. So do you think that maybe John Wesley Ship was supposed to be that character? That would be hilarious. Because that would make sense, right? Because it would literally be my two dads yeah. as well. I guess Iris's two dads being Barry's actual two dads. <laughs> Which would be hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, for but sure. Anyway, I don't know. Structured structured kind of oddly, in my opinion. Overall, the music was phenomenal. Uh, I love I loved the vehicle of musicals. I loved the the, uh, the original songs here at the end. I, I think the talents were great. I think the acting was phenomenal. Um, I just, I wish that a musical special episode should have been that as opposed to literally a filler episode for the most part. And um, yeah, that's uh, that's how I feel. 
All right, so, Bell, normally at this time, we, we like to do a little thing where we kind of talk about what the future is. We take information that we got from this episode, and we kind of speculate as to what it means for the future. However, this episode, we didn't get a lot of things to speculate off of. And so, we're going to do things this uh, this week a little bit differently for... Speedster Speculation. All right, so, Bell, I think it is no surprise to anybody who's listening at this point. Uh, they, they know you, not just as... Uh, the co-host of Flash TV Talk, but as the uh, the co-host, the primary host, the main host, the le- I, I, you know, I, we're all equals on Legends TV Talk. All right, Legends TV but Talk. But I do a lot of talking just because I don't get to talk here very often. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny because it's true. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So Legends TV Talk, of course, the podcast uh, covering Legends of Tomorrow, and so you are well versed into what's going on in Legends of Tomorrow, and as we know, and as we've talked about a little bit in the past, uh, what's going on, especially this season, has major implications for what happens on The Flash. So with that in mind, we are about to speculate on events that very specifically deal with everything up until Legends, up until uh, this last past episode, and including this last past episode. Um, so if you don't want to be spoiled, if you haven't seen this week's Legends uh, and you want to skip ahead, skip ahead about 10 minutes or so, or however many, I don't know, you know, we don't, uh, we, we just kind of let it go. So we will yeah, we'll find we'll out what's, out. yeah, one way or the other, just skip over this. It'll be fine. But here we go. Bell legends of tomorrow. As I understand it, something major happened this week as it relates to some of our favorite rogues. That is correct. There has been a, uh, a theme across the episode of Mick kind of remembering Captain Cold in, in, in his head, and it's just been a vision. Well, uh, in this episode, that vision actually turns out to be uh, – prior it wasn't, but now it turns out to be that Captain Cold is back. And the, the Legion of Doom, since they've just been getting their butts kicked by the Legends, have decided to recruit some help as well. So uh, utilizing the fact that Mick and Captain Cold used to be partners, they went back in time – and created a time aberration by removing Leonard Snart, a.k.a. Captain Cold, from the timeline before he sacrifices himself uh, in the, the end of, of season one of Legends uh, and, and, and dies. Now, this is before he has had his hero arc on Legends as well. So he is less of a team player, more out for himself. Only he and his partner are the, they're the only two that matter. Uh, and so it, it's basically been like uh, all the development that we saw on Legends is now gone, but he's back and alive. And that's that's okay. what's that's what's important. Interesting. Now, yeah, what happens is uh, in, in that particular episode, Mick, it, like they, they, they have the spear, they have the means to destroy the spear. And then uh, Mick ends up betraying the Legends by giving the spear to Captain Cold and the Legion of Doom and then leaves with them. And that's where we are. So we have a character reversal for Heatwave because he uh, he was warped by Captain Cold to think that his team didn't care about him, that they're like a lapdog for him and all this kind of stuff. So all of that psychologically aided him. And now Heatwave is joined Captain Cold with the Legion of Doom. And so it's kind of like a pre-Legends Heatwave and a pre-we-don't-know-yet Captain Cold because it's not sure where in the timeline Captain Cold was taken from. But, but it seems to be, of course, after he met Barry because he has a cold gun. And uh, But we don't know if it's before you know he's made that kind of deal with Barry not to betray him and you know reveal his identity and stuff like that. Right. Okay. So let me see if I'm following you. So so this is Mick. Mick has now gone to the dark side. He is now a villain again. Yes. But but he ha- has experienced everything that's happened in Legends. Yes. So he's like lived in eternity and been con- corrupted by the Time Masters and 
um, was weird timeline Boba Fett for whatever reason. That so that all is the same Mick. It's just now he's like, you know what, this hero stuff is getting boring. I'm going back to being evil. Yeah, it, it kind of a really weird move. They sort of in this one episode came up with the idea that, yeah, I guess we have been kind of mean to Mick when they really haven't. Like he's been sort of friendly. He's been kind of like, I don't know, he's been the best part of the show. He's been kind of the best part of the team, more or less. But uh, they they threw in the whole, oh, I guess we never really did trust him or we never really did. You know, we weren't always the best to him that we could have been. He's an arsonist. Just out of the. Well, I know, you know, right? well, yeah, of course still, they shouldn't like, have like trusted they, him. <laughs> but you know he was a teammate and like you know they they did all these things together and they did all this stuff and and they they never seemed to have any problems but all of a sudden now when captain cold is back he's like oh yeah they hate you and all this kind of stuff it's like ah not really but whatever i, I understand we gotta you know move this thing along so uh mick despite all of having all the memories and all the experiences and all that kind of stuff decides to betray them and join a pre-legends captain cold okay and the pre-legends captain cold uh he is so it's it's the the rogues reunited and it feels so good and they are now members of the the legion of doom that is correct is captain cold up to speed like does he know what's going on yeah so i think what it is is uh (gasps) wait our captain is so is like captain cold like dealing with eobard yeah, he's dealing with the Eobard. Oh, yes. I need to watch this week's episode. That's that's a moment because I we've never seen Eobard and Cold. I mean, I, I know to some extent we did because you know under the guise of Harrison Wells and yada yada yada. But like we've never actually seen a fully outed Eobard Thawne Reverse Flash and Captain Cold like shake hands. You know what I mean? Like that is well, not. It, it doesn't go that far. Per why se. not? Oh, this is why I hate legends. Why not? That's going to be this episode. Okay. All right. So this is this episode. Yeah, this this week's episode, this coming episode, is going to be the remastered universe. Okay, all right, all right, fair enough, fair enough, fair yeah. enough. This is gonna, I'm, we're going to get so much flack for this ep- this podcast episode. This is the one that Bo went negative on everything. <laughs> but but here's, no, I mean I, I get it like that. Well, I was just going to say that that technically speaking, uh, Captain Cole, depending on the, what the storyline calls for, uh, the Rogues were never really big fans of any speedsters, uh, including including Thons as well. So I mean, you know, it, it's not like. They have to be all buddy buddy, but I'm just saying, you know, you want to talk about who are the top tier when it's all said and done. Who of Barry's, you know, rogues gallery are kind of the the biggest of all the bads. Yeah, Captain Cold and Eobard Thawne, man, that needs to be it needs to be a big deal that those two are working together. So, I would like to see. Yeah, that. yeah, and, and you know, it, it's one of those things where they have uh they have a moment where they're all they have the spear they got together and they're about to activate it. Where uh, Mick and Captain Cold, you know, Mick's like, hey, I thought we were doing this for us. Captain Cold's like, you know, sometimes you got to whatever you got to join up. You got to have more partners or something like that. Right. He wants to. Yeah. 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 Sometimes you got to have a crew or whatever for the heist. And so uh, it seems like Captain Cold distrusts the rest of the Legion. Uh, So we'll see if that plays into something, which I'm sure it probably will. I would imagine. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So and 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 there's there's kind of some, you know, because. Captain Cold is is being different and and not fulfilling them because he always promised Mick when he was meeting with him is like yeah it's me and you we're partners we do this and right. so Mick's like hey I thought we were partners and all that kind of stuff so we'll see there there sh- and I, I'm hoping like you said that there's going to be some interesting conversations between Eobard and Captain Cold this episode because right. there wasn't very much like the interaction that they had wasn't as far as I can remember not all that deep they didn't put a lot of weight on it all right cool right. Well, i will i will definitely be watching this week's uh episode of legends with great interest then but here's here's my so so here's the speculation i suppose so we we have a return to form with with the hot and the cold the rogues coming together um will we at the end of legends will we get cold and heat wave captain cold and heat wave returned to the present 
as in season four of The Flash. And, you know, in existence, basically, will we get them back? Can we have our toys back? Like, is Legends done with with those action figures and we can have them back in the present? I, you know, I, I have to think that they, that they are, that this is what the, the plan that they're going to is to release Heat Wave and Captain Cold back for The Flash. Because I know recently there's some news that came out where uh, I think it was Kreisberg was saying that there's not going to be a speedster villain for season four. And without a speedster villain who does that leave? And the, the the answer that comes to most people's heads immediately are the rogues. And so I think with, if we're going to have the rogues in season four, you can't have the rogues without captain cold. You I just can't. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Cool. 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 And so, so even if the Legion, you know, cause the Legion has re has rewritten reality and it's all different and all that kind of stuff. But I think the legends are going to fix it, but they're going to fix it in such a way that hopefully we get reverse flashback and we get captain cold back. I've never been pulling for the villains more than I have this season of Legends. That is absolutely, that's absolutely a fact. But all right, so I like that. I like the idea of that being the case. I think that actually ties some things up in a nice little bow for them in the sense that like, yes, well, what about, you know, what does that mean for Legends season one? Who cares? They're playing off of Legends rules and Legends rules basically mean they don't have rules. Like it's just all over the map when it comes to time travel. Um, And let's face it, right? Legends one, Legends season one was... It wasn't nearly as good as Legends Season 2. No, no, this, this le- no, I, I agree with you completely. In fact, this season of Legends of Tomorrow, I know I give it a hard time from time to time, but I, I really have enjoyed what they've done here. And I think they're they're doing some really big things and they're they're you know playing with around with a lot of high concepts. I just, you know, I, I look forward to the payoff being that when they get done with the gumbo, like the soup that they're making over there that we over like they get to serve it to the flash, right? Like, like they're cooking up something over at legends and we're going to get the meal over on the flash. That's the sense that I'm getting, especially from the way that they've taken, you know, Eobard and, and even black flash, like even, even having, you know, uh, uh, zoom essentially return in the form of legends and, and, and chasing down Eobard. I think that opens up a, a great opportunity for, you know, how that can play over in the flash without having to do too much catching people up to speed pun, not intended. Right. And, and exactly the point is that, you know, they they've moved legends to Tuesday night following the flash, mm-hmm. because if you're a fan of the flash and you see that, holy crap, reverse flash is there and black flash is there, you're going to watch the show. Yeah. And so even if you don't, if you if you didn't watch before the move and you only watch after, that's all the stuff that flash fans need to see. I kind of wish they would actually flip them, though. I think it would be in I, I could be wrong here, but I think it would actually be in the CW's best interest or at least Legends best interest. They are legends before the flash. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times I, I, after the flash, I'm like, OK, I, I could watch Legends or I could watch it later. I don't you know, but but I'm always I'm always at the TV early for Flash because I don't want to miss a minute of it. And so I end up always watching Family Feud for like, you know, yeah. Steve, Steve Harvey and everything else. Like I'm, I'm watching it. I end up watching a, a good couple of minutes of that. So that's that is my you know, if, if I was watching that and I got, say, you know, several episodes back for the first time, the reveal of the Black Flash, I'd be like, well, what's going on with Legends? Oh, my gosh, I'm going to make sure I catch that. But, you know, the first couple of minutes with the you know, the, the hour long intro of explaining what's going on on legends and all the different voices. I don't know if that's enough of a hook. It's a good, it's yeah, well, good to pair is, them up. It, I agree with you, but I just don't know if that's enough of a hook. Yeah. It, it, it's the, uh, the, the slots, right. You know, the, the seven to eight slot is a lot more valuable than the eight to nine slot. Yeah. And so in order for them to swap that, they either need to get rid of family feud <gasps> or move it and then put, uh, legends there or cause they're not going to move the flash off of seven. Cause seven's like your prime time. That's your your go to 
money making spot. They'll never. And so it's either going to have to happen before or afterwards. And I don't think Steve Harvey is going to let them move him. I want that's the crossover I want to see. I want to see a family feud with the Flash family and the Arrow family going at it. Oh, like Game Meister or something yeah. like that. Uh, yeah, actually, they they could. They've got you've got several uh, game themed uh, villains out there. I thought so. Yeah, yeah. So that that could be that could be. You actually get the trickster to do it. <gasps> get the oh. trickster to do it. That would be awesome. Yeah. Mark Hamill, yeah. game show host. I'd I'd see that. I'd pay money. I'd pay money for that. I'd wait in line for that. All oh. right. Well, okay. So you're speculating that yes, at the end of it, at the end of Legends, we will have Heat Wave Captain Cold back. I don't think that they're going to give and up. And Reverse Flash. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, so I'm down with you. I think we'll get Reverse Flash back in some capacity. I don't know that he'll be like a se- series or a season-long regular. Uh, I would, I hope that we would get Captain Cold as a season-long regular. I think that would be awesome, uh, especially to have him as as kind of the, the big bad, so to speak. Um, but I do think you're right on that one. I think this is the path to get Captain Cold back for the Flash. I don't know about Heat Wave, though. I think that they've done so much legwork with making Mick who he is today, um, they've really taken that character in some very interesting places. And yes, throughout it all, he's always been kind of this rough guy. But before, he was just kind of this this stupid, dumb arsonist. And they've kind of turned him into, uh, well, I mean, he's not like a mastermind per se, but he's he's experienced life in a very odd and unique format, with especially with him kind of existing outside of time and he's got this unique knowledge of time travel and everything else and yeah he kind of carries himself with the kind of swagger like he just doesn't care one way or the other but i feel like he's more legends than he is flash now that's the thing is yeah he's he's tough one right because he's gone through so much change he's kind of the heart of legends Mm -hmm. and uh it's been so long since he's teamed up with captain cold their dynamic right now will be completely shifted. And I'm sure that's going to have something to do with the season finale or the last two episodes of Legends. But their dynamics completely shifted because, yes, he was this dumb dude. And uh, basically, Captain Cold was his yeah, handler. I bet, yeah, I bet you're right, man. That ultimately, you know, it's going to be mixed choice. Like now it's not just good or evil. It's good. It's evil with your buddy that you're loyal to or good with the team that's kind of been a jerk to you. But But now you've changed so much. They're your new crew. I bet. I bet you're exactly right. But I think that Mick is going to choose ultimately the legends over Cold. I hope so because he really seals that show. Like he he, he steals it. Like it's it's just wonderful uh, what he adds to it. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. there's there's another option altogether, which is one of the things that Mick wanted to do with the spear was to rewrite his childhood so that he doesn't like you know have a crappy childhood and burn his house down, uh, which would basically make him not heat wave anymore. Um, How many times so, can you use that spear? I, you know, I don't know. They're going to explain that, but like all of them were touching it when they activated it. So I'm sure all of them were like, you know, they got to input their little pieces that they wanted. Interesting. All right. I am so looking forward. I can't believe I'm about to say this. I am so looking forward to Legends of Tomorrow next, next week. Good. Good. (laughs) (laughs) The villains have me, man. I am pulling for the Legion. Big time. That's awesome. That is awesome. Hey guys, this is Chad Rook and you are listening to Flash TV Talk. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. All right, man, we've got some great listener feedback in this week um, with some great speculation as part of it as well. First one in comes from Scott. What did Scott say? Well, he says, hey, guys, I wanted to add to your speculation about HR potentially being Savitar. I'm going to go one step further and say that HR is not Harrison Wells' true doppelganger. 
there has to be an explanation for Savitar calling HR the fake Wells. Mm. We've already seen that HR has a device that can change his outward appearance. What if HR is really someone completely different from his Earth who has stolen the identity of that world's Harrison Wells? The, quote, business partner that HR talks about from his Earth could be the real doppelganger. Uh, we'd have to assume that e, uh, that it has even tricked Gypsy since she comes looking for HR. If that is the case, then he could be anyone, even the doppelganger of someone we've seen before. HR could be Earth's 19's Barry Allen and ultimately become Savitar. Just a theory. Thanks, Scott. Uh, interesting. Ah. Interesting. So, uh, yeah. Ha- have we touched on that, the, the fact that uh, Savitar calls him the fake Wells? We, we did, and we even kind of mentioned the, the whole face-changing thing, especially, you know, the fact th- – th- there's a lot of question as to whether or not the face-changing situation has been remembered, uh, especially given that Gypsy did not recognize him. Um, we have to assume that Gypsy it has even tricked him. Gypsy. But, but she probably has technology to see through those kind of things, you know? Like, that would be my guess. So, all right, so, so the argument is that he was never – all right, so he used the face-changing technology before coming over to look like Wells, and then he fa- – yeah, we, all right, so yeah, we did, we did speculate on that, that perhaps the face that he showed everybody that he's showing everybody else is actually his real face, uh, and so that he is the partner and that, you know, the real, the real Harrison Wells is – back on earth but here's that but the problem with that is that she comes looking for harrison wells like harrison wells is clearly missing yeah and, and the face stuff that he used uh yeah i don't know i don't know i'm not know. i'm not i'm not totally opposed to that theory but i i think that it's going to require some some retconning to make it happen i think i don't know that we've got the facts to back it up with what we've seen um i would also yeah. say as to whether or not that's the case if 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 that was the case if like Wells isn't actually Wells and in fact he's say Barry Allen from another earth um you know the the unless Savitar is lying which I suppose is always you know always a possibility but based on everything that we've gotten Savitar is saying that he has lived the present so every single episode that is going going on he has actually seen it himself which would imply that Oh, but I see. All right, all right. I'm I'm following you now. <laughs> I'm following you now, Scott. Sorry. Sometimes I have to think out loud to get there, which yeah. means that you know Harrison Wells being. All right, I got it. Got it. Um, interesting theory. I don't. I don't know though. I'm not sure why that would need to be the case. I guess is is my main thing. Like that. I think the the surprise that Savitar is HR is kind of a big enough surprise on its own that finding out that all this time HR is really just a Barry Allen from another Earth doesn't really add value to the story. But I, that's but at the same time I do see your logic and I do, I do think that it can check out. So I I yeah, I there, give you there's that potential one. there. There's one. definitely potential there. Uh we also got another email in from Adam. What did Adam say? Well, Adam writes, "Hey guys, uh, here's an outside the box theory on Savitar's identity. Uh it is Earth 1 Harrison Wells that was displaced by Thawne only because of Flashpoint. It hasn't happened yet Ooh. and it has caused a time loop that Wells is now trapped in Inside the speed force, which drives him mad because he exists both in this disembodied state and in his body waiting for Thawne to take him over. He is tapped into the reverse speed force from reverse flash and the suit allows him to reach the regular speed force. Boom. That was the sound of your mind being blown. Oh, the great show. Adam Martin. (laughs) Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Let me, let me disassemble this. Okay. Okay. So flashpoint happens. HR Wells, Harrison Wells is not killed by Thawne in Flashpoint. Right, right, okay. So Flashpoint is reversed, so now there's this Flashpoint Harrison Wells that isn't Thawne. So so that Wells that, that wasn't replaced by Thawne is trapped inside the Speed Force, so he goes crazy because of that. And so, because since Thawne hasn't killed himself, 
But see, I, hmm, my mind is about to explode. I'm trying to. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm trying, yeah. I, I'm, it, trying, I'm trying to squeeze this one out. I don't know. Uh, uh, help me out here, Bo. Okay, okay. So I, I'm I'm digging the creativity behind this theory. Definitely. Um, especially with the idea that perhaps you know Earth One Harrison Wells, the one that we saw killed in in a flashback in the in the season one, uh, in in Flashpoint occurs in Flashpoint theoretically that would have never happened. Wait. Yes. Mm, yes. Yes. Right. Because Barry would have stopped it from that point on, which is that's the point. So yes. So flat. So theoretically, that would have never happened, which means that that Harrison Wells, by the way, wouldn't do the particle accelerator explosion for another several years. So theoretically, in Flashpoint, if if Barry had waited a couple more years, he would still be the Flash, based on that timeline. Just fun fact. That's true. Uh, but one way or the other. Okay. So that happens. Well, then, how did Kid Flash happen then? Uh, in Flash? Oh, oh. Well, we don't know. We actually we don't know the uh, the answer to that question. That's true. Yeah. Um, it's Earth One Harrison Wells that was displaced by Thon, only because Flashpoint hasn't happened yet, and it causes a time loop. Wells is now trapped in time. Like, all right. So, couple 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 things with this. Um, the from what we've gotten from the show thus far. The reverse speed force, nor known in the comics as the negative speed force, is not necessarily uh, a, a an alternate place. It's not necessarily um, like these two existing oppositions. What we have understand is the negative force is speed force is actually actively being created from the speed force itself. So, I mean, they they are antithesis, but it's almost like, as you recall. Eobard was using the speed force generated by Barry and then converting it into negative speed force. So it wasn't like he was pulling from like this, this universe of this kind of negative universe. Now they may change that, but based on what we've gotten thus far, that's the case. Um, yeah. High concept here. High concept here. That could be interesting though. It could. Like the, the good Harrison Wells before Eobard took over his body is turned mental by being trapped in flashpoint slash speed force it's then... it's high enough concept that i could actually see them doing something like that you know what i mean <laughs> right right like, yeah. like that's when like you talk time remnants out of nowhere like oh it's a time remnant a what <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know that's that's kind of like uh you know we kind of oh this was a thing all along so i i could actually see them doing something that high concept i mm. again i go back to the point uh, and i like i actually like him saying fake wells if he himself was the original earth one wells like that adds a lot of meaning to that line but i don't again i i just i you know the whole i've been here i've lived this like he's experienced all this before he knows jesse earth one never actually well no i guess but flashpoint or earth one theoretically could have a jesse because he was never in the yeah. car crash mm, man high concept stuff here i i, I yes i don't know i don't think so i think i'm gonna stick with my theory however I can dig where you're coming from. And uh, like I said, it's so, it's so ridiculous. It just might work. Well, maybe we'll see, you know, <laughs> we got Abracadabra claiming he will reveal the identity of Savitar. So maybe we'll see soon. We also got a iTunes review in from uh, Scott Garner who wrote in saying the podcast was really uh, some of the most fun I've had in quite some time. I really can't wait for more. Uh, these guys have a fantastic chemistry and great personalities. Very excited to see what's next. Well, Scott, thank you so much for that feedback as well. And uh, yeah, those are awesome iTunes reviews. In fact, if you go on to iTunes and write us a review to tell us that you really appreciate the show, looking for those four and five star reviews, uh, every multiple of 10 that we get, we give away a free digital comic. And we actually do that now. 
for for reals, for reals. Y'all saw it. <laughs> Actually, for those of you, uh, for those of the, I, those are that uh, for those of you that are actual patrons at our at our hero level and above, uh, you got all the behind the scenes of all of the, the tech support that required and actually sending that. So, congratulations. <laughs> but one way or the other, we actually do we actually do do that. Yeah, you said do do. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I become a patron. That's that's something that you could do if you enjoy this podcast. You can help make it happen. Uh, we really appreciate y'all for doing that. Head over to Patreon.com/slash/TVTalk, or if you're listening on the Satchel Podcast Player, uh, just click Be a Patron. The button is right there on your screen right now. Look, look, see, see it right there. Yep, be a patron. Click it. Help us out. Um, also, you can follow yeah. us throughout the week. You can follow us at Flash TV Talk. And if 140 characters is enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at Flash at podesteri.com that's p-o-d-a-s-t-e-r-y.com and for the latest news and daily discussions on all things flash be sure to like our facebook page at facebook.com slash flash tv talk and as always special thanks to charlie bach who provides our outro music you can check out the rest of his stuff at soundcloud.com slash charlie bach hey and you know what if you disagree with me this episode if you think that you really dug the musical overall which by the way it was still a lot of fun i do want to clarify that make sure that it is you know, it is well known. I enjoyed what we got out of this, but I expected more. And if you disagree with me, if you're really happy, if this was exactly what you were looking for, that's cool. Uh, we uh, we can carry on the conversation. You can follow us personally as well. I'm at the Real Bo York. Bell's at Ring That Bell. Um, yeah, feel free to tweet directly at us, and we can have that conversation. But until then, and until next week, we'll be back in a flash.
Ha 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 ha.